Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It's us, those weekend golf guys. Let the bells ring out and the banners fly. We are here. And we'll be, for the remainder of this hour, talking about golf and you and your game and all kinds of various and sundry golf-related items. Like, I don't know, stupid things golfers do. And it always seems to be that the stupidest golfers are the ones in the foursome right in front of you. I don't know why it always works out that way, but it does. Touch on some of the Just stuff. Just so you can see it all day long. That's it. <laughs> and then you also That's run into the is. guys at the bar after the round, and you don't know if you should say something to them because they're all the, hey, how you doing? How's you, how'd you shoot him? Going, yeah, uh, would have been a lot better if you just sped up, buddy. But <laughs> you can't do that because that's just not polite. And you know that this game well, is still polite. And here we are into the end of 2000 or the end of the first month of 2020. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, wait a minute. The big game Sunday. And so wait a minute. You're not allowed to say Super Bowl anymore? Only if you've paid millions of dollars. What? Yeah. So that's why everybody calls it the big game, except the folks on Fox, because they paid for the rights of it this year. Or anybody who paid $5.7 million to run a 30-second commercial. And there's one attorneys. There's one commercial you got to watch, man. It's like uh, uh, the the dude from The Office. I forget his name. John Krasinski or something like that. The guy who plays um, uh, Captain America. They're both from Uh they're both from Boston, and this comedian, female comedian from Boston, and they're talking about this new Hyundai that's got uh, a special uh, pack assist. (laughs) So they're all talking about how they're going to be able to pack the car. (laughs) It's funny. It is funny. It's hilarious. I like that. Yeah, that's they're they're back. I know the last couple of years have been pretty disappointing as far as the commercials in the uh, big game telecast have gone, but uh, and I'm also looking forward to the halftime show. I'm sorry, but uh, Shakira kind of she's fun to watch. <laughs> I don't I don't know who that is. She's a singer. She's from South America. I, okay, just look her up. Watch a few videos. <laughs> okay, and you will not be going for snacks during the halftime show. Promise oh really? You. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because I know you. You're <laughs> as sleazy as I am. And we've got a lot of golf to talk about, and we're going to do it when we come right back. Please hang out with us. It's going to be a good time, and the game, the stuff doesn't start until a few hours down the road anyhow. So stick with us. We'll be right back. You know, I should be in Phoenix right now for the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open. Yeah, my favorite golf tournament of all time. But I am stuck, alas, here in the Midwest under the dome, the frozen dome of a uh, Arctic air blast. But I am going to go. I'm going to go soon. This is a great reason to get the trip together and get the family together and maybe take my grandson out for some spring training. You know, they do spring training in Phoenix. There are 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree temperatures during spring training in Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's about 15 below where I am right now. 75 feels absolutely wonderful. And all of those 10 stadiums are within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. And, you know, spring training is laid back. If you're a baseball fan, it's great because you can get up close and personal with the players. You can get autographs before the game. And there's so much else to do, too. Craft beer, if you're into that. Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet, Ale House, Goldwater Brewing Company are all in Phoenix. Lots of uh, good local and national uh, artists are performing. And, of course, there's the Grand Canyon. There's Monument Valley. There's Horseshoe Bend. There's Tucson. Uh, believe even the Painted Desert. Petrified Forest. All that kind of stuff is all around the state of Arizona. And it's going to be absolutely gorgeous in spring training. The Cactus League spring training, 10 stadiums, 15 major league baseball teams, 
but the probably the operative consideration for most of us right now, 75 degree temperatures. Let me tell you what you want to do. Find out the exact dates and plan your trip. You can go to visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. Visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. It is us, those weekend golf guys. Uh, Happy big game Sunday. Football season ends today. There's going to be maybe some uh, golf that you want to watch. The other networks have golf on, which is fun to watch, too. Well, because there's that one big party hole out there at the Waste Management out there in Phoenix. I wish I was Matter of fact, my sister's out there watching it. Is she? She told me she was going to get there early in the morning Mm -hmm. and hightail it to her favorite spot on 16. That's it. I'd sit there and party with the crazies. That's it. Just sit there and wait and wait and wait. See if Tiger or anybody can get another uh, ace on that hole. Like Tiger did uh, a few years ago. As we should Early be in a- the week, I sent uh, I sent my my friend Tyler Duncan. I sent him a a text message saying that my sister was going to be there to videotape his his ace um, <laughs> on number on number sixteen no, to no. Uh, to take him into solo possession of of the lead. And he said, "I like your plan. <laughs> <laughs> I like the plan. It worked on paper, man. It worked on paper. Listen, we have been remiss up until this point. I have neglected to tell you that I am John Ashton, and he is Jeff Smith, the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana, according to Golf Digest magazine, and um, also the the best teacher, according to his peers in the state of Indiana. So everybody is in, in complete agreement that Jeff Smith is the bestest. So there you go. Okay. So here I am at, at the Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, This is where I, I've got my, my cool golf studio. That's a fuzzy With all my gizmos and whiz bangs and all the things that I do, mm-hmm. you know, from force plates to to three D body measurement stuff to uh, the launch monitors and and all the things that prove to the student what they're doing and again the result of why they should be doing it. Right. And I I think it's just fun. It, you know, my wife gives me a hard time. She's like, "You're just a golf geek." <laughs> well, like, well. Okay. There's an art to this, <laughs> but the science part of it is pretty cool too. <laughs> like you're just a golf geek and you got golf geek friends and all your top 100 teacher friends and all this. She goes, you're just a bunch of techies. Yeah. Yeah. And her <laughs> like, point, well, her point was, <laughs> yeah. I just kind of looked at it and went, yeah, well, so nice that you're paying attention. Okay. Yeah. Interestingly enough, a little over a week ago is PGA show and I was down there and doing a lot of stuff. You know, I was on in a, in a few booths um, for some manufacturers and on mm-hmm. stage doing some speaking and whatnot. But sure. I saw some things of note okay. that that golfers can afford and um, that they can they can get better. I saw things from putting devices that were clever, creative, and simple, and I saw things from a full swing perspective that I really liked. And I bought one and it's not often where I just go to the show and I see something and I buy it immediately unless it strikes a chord in me that I can use it with more than one player, one type of player. Okay. What'd you buy? I found something that I I don't normally just, you know, promote a product, but you can buy it and you you go onto the tour striker website and you go get the plane mate. And let me tell you from a feel perspective, it doesn't make you think it gives you a feel of something. Mm-hmm. And you can hit balls with it. It's a waist belt with a little bar that goes around. And you've got some elastic straps and one straps onto your club and one straps onto the, this bar. And then you just make golf swings. I'll tell you, if you have a problem of your club getting away from you, either you've got it stood up too much or laid down too much, you know, too far behind you, too flat, so to speak, mm-hmm. or too upright either way. Right. This thing can help you get it back right down to where you need it. I'm impressed. To hit the ball straight. Yeah, they hit yeah. the ball really straight. Yeah, and I'll tell you. Yes, I'll admit I know the inventor Martin Chuck. He's a friend, but I'm not saying these nice things about it because he's got lots of other products that I have not mentioned on this radio show. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. otherwise this would be a tour striker commercial because Martin Chuck's my buddy. Right, but, I got you. But the point is, is that I saw this thing and I tried it, and I instantly realized it can be used by a lot of people. 
and they're not too much money. So and to add to the creative and the simple, it's also effective, which is oh, yeah. the number one really is. priority, I would think, or number one consideration. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. I saw that a lot. And then I saw something that uh, another friend of mine makes and he sells to other teachers to help as a, as a teaching aid to a lot of people. It's really a pretty genius thing. And he's made them out of rope. And they are getting people exactly what everybody wants in their golf swing from a, a sequencing of events. Like, you know, some part of your body has to move before another part of your body and another part of your body has to move before another part. And they all kind of line up for power. Uh-huh. It's unbelievable what he's done. It's, it's so simple. Um, and, and he's made some of these things and, and he was selling them to a bunch of teachers down there because we instantly realized how effective they are. And it's made out of rope and tape and oh, that's a your, lot of that's your oh, favorite stuff, man. Of, yeah, I know you got a lot I of know. things and in it, that studio already made out of rope and tape and I got, yeah, paper and this clips one, and glue. This one was pretty strong. So, <laughs> so what I'll tell you is if is if people are listening to this and they're and they're interested in finding this out, just contact me, uh-huh, and okay. and I will I will get you in contact with the teacher and uh, and and that information because. Okay. That's cool. they're, they're certainly not going to be a lot of money, but nonetheless, I've seen this work with everybody that I watch swing it mm-hmm. of all different body types and of all different levels of ability. And I watched what happened. I'm like, oh boy. So you think things are going to think, think, John, think, this might even help you. I was going to say, could it help intriper producer Mark? No, it'll definitely help him. But okay. you know, truth be told, John, instead yeah. of you getting a piece of rope and trying to fashion it into a noose, <laughs> I think you ought to try this. And actually get better at golf. You know, that, that probably we would, <laughs> would be better off for everybody concerned. Uh, what's going on there at the course? So you got some stuff going on, don't you? We do. Timbergate. Oh yeah. my gosh. So we got, we got some new stuff. Um, they, they've got, uh, in the, in the wintertime here that they got the simulators going. Yeah. Got really cool simulators in here and they got the full service bar and they got stuff, but they built a, a good short game area and they haven't had one before. And, uh, this last year, they got together with me and we built a short game area where we, we cut down some things on some mounds and some things that were kind of growing wild because of des- by design. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we're starting to bring in some mounding and some things into a short game area that never existed. It's right just behind the clubhouse. And so they got awesome greens here. The bunkers are really good. Uh, they got new golf carts. They got, uh, you know, my, st- my, my teaching studios in here, mm-hmm. you know, with the foresight launch monitor and, and me and all my gizmos, but they got a good membership. So it's, it's, a, it's a good track. It's, it's a, it's something that people, you know, in our area are certainly fortunate enough that they can get here. Heck, we're only, I think, I think we're only 20 minutes south of Indianapolis. Uh, and yeah, you've been here. You've played yeah. it. It's a good track. Yeah. It's not too far from, from where we are in Louisville. It's, it's not too far oh. at all from Indianapolis. You know, you can even get there from Ohio and, in Illinois, those are the other two. States. All roads lead to Timbergate. Baby. They go, they do, man. That's a fuzzy Zeller design too, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's a signature design. As yeah. Matter of fact, they, yep. they got some of the best par threes out here. You know, in the evenings, I take people out and work short game area. Before we built this one, I'd go out to hole number three and number eleven and number eight and just go at it on the par threes because of the the creativity of the shots that you could have around there. Those things are like a short game practice area all in themselves. Yeah. It was great. Quick story. 1988, I was working in Atlanta at an advertising agency that uh, handled the stuff for Bell South. And the Bell South Uh Classic tournament was, Bell South was the, when Bell South existed, they were the big sponsor of a PGA tournament every year. And uh, because we worked with the, uh, the agency that, that handled them, we, we got, finagled our way into all the hospitality stuff and all that kind of stuff. So we were like almost behind the ropes for everything. And my brother-in-law and I were there together and we were following uh, a twosome of Fuzzy Zeller and Raymond Floyd. Oh, really? Yeah. I have never been so much entertained in my life. Fuzzy, just a, a running commentary. But I just couldn't believe watching Fuzzy Zeller walk. It was a par four. He hit a nice drive, almost straight down the middle. He's walking up, talking to Ray Floyd and, and joking with the gallery, smoking on a cigarette, okay? And he gets to his ball, and he throws the cigarette down on the ground, looks at his caddy and says, how far? Caddy said 136, handed him a club. He took one practice swing, stepped up to the ball, hit a beautiful shot, put it like maybe six feet from the pin, <laughs> Gave, gave the club back to the caddy, picked the cigarette up off the ground, and kept walking. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the man was kind of good. That is pretty good. I he, like that. He plays well, and he designs well, and he's got some great courses around the state of Indiana. You ever get here, go there. 
Okay, he's yeah. got uh, he's got of course Timbergate, and then of course uh, a little farther south in Indiana, he's got uh, uh, the covered bridge and Champions Champ- Point. Covered bridge and Champions Point. Yeah, they're both right. great. But this one I think is um, this is the the one that's closest to Indianapolis, and mm-hmm. what well, I tell you, it's a good track. Good spot, guys that are running it know what they're doing. Yeah, it's a great place. A lot of good stuff there. So you're in Indianapolis listening to us. Pack up the car and go on down. 20 minutes, 25 minutes down the road. You can't miss exit 80. You do the math, okay? Mm -hmm. We're going to be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. You know, golfers, we love gear. It's a big part of our game, and we put a lot of time and, and let's face it, a lot of money into getting it right, whether we're researching our next irons or maybe even testing out some new tees. But there is one important piece of equipment that we overlook, your golf cart battery. Most of us don't consider the quality of our battery. That That is until it dies, and we're stranded out in the middle of the course. That's why we want you to know about the Relyon Insight battery, the intelligent golf cart battery that utilizes intuitive software for better performance and fewer disconnects. The Relyon Insight battery is powered by lithium, not lead acid, so it charges faster, provides more range, and requires no maintenance. It's a drop-in replacement, so just connect and go. You can learn more at RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use our special promo code GolfGuys for 10% off. Plus, you'll get a free charger when you order two or more Insight batteries. Again, that's RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use promo code GolfGuys. And no other lithium battery compares to Relyon's. Order yours today. Are you a sales guy or a business owner? And do you use golf in your business? You should, you know. It's a great way to build a relationship much quicker and much more deeply than you can in a month full of business lunches. Really is. You can learn more about somebody in 18 holes of golf than than you can any other way. Check it out. Make sure you do it right. We've got a place you can go. It's called thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Got a freebie there for you to download on how to put together the perfect foursome to actually make a whole lot of money, a whole lot more money than you're going to make normally. It's the best way to make friends and influence people, if you pardon the expression. Golf for Business, thebusinessgolfcourse.com, the perfect golf foursome. You can get it for free. Just go there, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. One more time, the write it all out, one word, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. It's hard to really contemplate the fact that baseball season starts in about six weeks, at least spring training does. And if you are a baseball fan, then one of the things on a bucket list of every baseball fan is to go to spring training. And the Cactus League spring training in Arizona is fantastic. There are 15 uh, major league teams here, 10 stadiums, average temperature 75 degrees, and all of the 10 stadiums are within 50 miles of the Greater Phoenix area. Uh, and, and this is cool too, because when you get there, it's much more laid back, much more low key. You can meet the players, you can get autographs before the games. And then, of course, make sure you bring your sticks because most baseball fans are also great golfers and you know how fantastic the golf can be in the greater Phoenix area. It's, it's just incredible. Even as incredible as the landscapes, the outdoor adventures, the urban centers, the ghost towns, the artsy communities. Uh, it's just great. Check it out. Arizona is a perfect home base for baseball fans. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. And we're back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. (laughs) I told you a couple of weeks ago about joining the country club. And did mention the fact that I hope my wife wasn't listening to the show. <laughs> Guess who was listening to the show? <laughs> my wife works nights. She's a, a critical care nurse, and she listens to podcasts while she's working. Who knew that we were one of the ones she listened to? <laughs> uh, she texted me last night. I'm just sitting home minding my didn't own Didn't see business. that coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, no siree, Bob. I'm just sitting home, and I'll suddenly get this text. Which blankety-blank golf course did you join? And even though it was just text, I could tell. I I knew the tone of voice she typed it in. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing I did is thank her for listening. and and all caps? All caps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I did thank her profusely for listening. And, and assured her if I had, if I had didn't, if I had the first inkling that she would have been listening, I would have, I would have broken it to her in a different way. 
Yeah, that's funny. So anyhow, just waiting for the uh, <laughs> the weather to break. But honey, we there's a pool. <laughs> She'll probably just come and say, how much are you spending on this? Well, that means I get to spend that much on this. I go, okay, sure, go. So, so just a word to the wise, man. If you're going to join a country club, talk to your wife about it first. <laughs> okay. Just saying, might be a smart move. Before we uh, get into the next segment, uh-huh. isn't this where you isn't this where you you say this will be my last show, and <laughs> Jeff will be taking over? <laughs> Not at all. It's been real. It's been fun. She and it re- is, and it has been real fun. <laughs> she she hasn't removed any body parts I need to talk with. I'm fine. <laughs> now we'll we'll still be doing this. In fact, we we're, we're going to have to do this long after we're gone, just to pay for the. The money she's going to spend to punish me for joining the country club. You know, I figured I figured she never wanted to come out and play with me, but maybe if the grandson got out there to play, she'd want to go out and play with him. Still working on that. Because I know right. once she gets out there, she'll be hooked just like everybody else is. That's That time is still going to come. Again, weather, just waiting for the weather to break, and I'll just someday real casually say, hey, honey, why don't you come on out for lunch and we'll play nine holes. You can watch. Drive the cart. <laughs> I'm not no, hooking her on playing golf. That's right? not going to work. Well, that's what I got to do. I got to get her hooked on being there first, man. Uh-huh. Because it's the scene. You got to admit, man, people, even people who don't play golf really enjoy the pastoral setting of a golf course. It's quiet yeah. for the most part. You're communing with nature. It's just it's just a nice, comfortable outing in nature. And, mm-hmm. then, and then when you get to the point where you, you see some person that you're with hitting a ball and having a good time – and you say to yourself, well, that looks easy. Anybody can do that. And then you get out and try. And whether or not you accomplish it correctly the first time, you get hooked. Because the first time, like my grandson did, the first time he hit a ball straight about 30 feet in the air. I mean, 30 yards in the air. And he was like, whoa, this is cool. He's liking it. Yeah. And I've also been with people who shank their first shot. And they go, oh, I can do better than that. Either way, the bottom yeah. line is you get hooked. Yeah. And that's, that's the point. Yeah, it's just get her, get her in. Exactly. It's like like the drug that's why the drug dealers give you your first couple of times free, man. Get you hooked. <laughs> so I'm just working on it. You just have to get over that initial resistance. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's she just doesn't want to go play golf or she just doesn't want to go play golf with me. I'm not sure. <laughs> Jerry's well, still up. Go, fi- go find out by <laughs> by figuring it hey, listen, you'll find that out if you figure out that if there are women that are playing golf. Mm-hmm. And she can start playing with them. Yeah, she'll yeah. have new friends. Exactly. And then, and then the answer will be obvious to you mm-hmm. that she wants to play golf, but just not with you. Not with me, which is <laughs> which is fine. You get hooked. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. This is what happens, man. And and I was talking with some guys because one of the things we're going to start doing when the, when the weather warms up, we're going to start doing some seminars on how to use golf for business because people, you know, we started it last year, and so many people didn't understand the concept and we're doing it wrong or doing it haphazardly. There's such an easy way to do it correctly, even if you can't play golf well. And I have come across a few people. I was talking to some guys last week and I I said, you know, was it a networking thing? They said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I do a nationally syndicated uh, radio show about golf and we we teach uh, business people how to use golf effectively to get more business. And they were like, I don't play golf. And I was like, well, you should. How, How much business do you think you could do if you did play golf? And I said, well, yeah, you know, you're right there. And I I used to play, but I just got busy. It takes too much time. And I said, really? How much time do you spend during a during a normal business day trying to get new business, talking to potential clients? And he said, well, a great part of my day. I said, fine. So take four and a half hours, invite somebody that's a potential client, take them out on the golf course. When you're yeah, done, you will be doing business not with a client, but with a friend. Things get easier mm-hmm. when you – are on the golf course. Yes, they do. They just get easier. You know, you're you're much less intimidating when you have a, a you know seven iron in your hand instead of a tie around your neck. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> we will quote you on that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. No, I was talking to a guy who who a couple of years ago was at the uh, the Phoenix Open at the 16th hole in the grandstand. And yeah. And he said there was a guy in front of him, sitting right in front of him, who, when there was a player coming up, would pay rapt attention to what was happening on the course. But during the times when there were no players 
playing or they were walking from the tee to the green or whatever, he was on, on his phone constantly, sending emails, reading emails and stuff like that. Come to find out, the guy was the CEO of 1-800-Flowers. Huh. They use golf. Uh, Zappos, the shoes, the shoe company, they have a vice president of golf. It's a guy who does nothing more than arrange golf outings with, with customers, with suppliers, and potential customers and potential suppliers. That's how they make their initial bonding with people they want to do business with. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very worthwhile. Very worthwhile. Um, in fact, we've, we've got a place you can go to right now and check it out. It's called the businessgolfcourse.com and a Facebook group uh, called the Back Nine Advisory Board. Check those both out. And um, more details coming soon <laughs> to to this radio yeah. show near you. But, um, I mean, it's just something if you don't do it now, you got to do it. If if you're a salesperson, if you own a business, whatever, you have got to play golf and learn how to do golf for business. It's different. You know, a lot of people get out there and they get on the third, fourth hole and say, so uh, how much you want to buy this month? Or how come your order, <laughs> how come your order has been so so bad in the past couple of weeks? No, you don't talk business. You don't talk yeah, business. You kind of you create a relationship. That's what you do. You build trust. And then so you'll, under, you'll understand what is involved in that person or that business just by listening to the general conversation mm -hmm. about things. Right. And then they're more willing to talk. Exactly. Plus, you get a very deep insight into their personality. You know yeah. if they cheat. You, you know if they're quick to anger. You know if they can't handle alcohol, and I would suggest if you do go business golf, don't drink. Right. Uh, unless yeah, it's not of course, a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look, especially to drink to excess. Um, but if your yeah. guest is drinking and wants you to drink, then by all means, do it. Yeah. Um, but just be careful. You want to maintain control of both yourself and the situation. One of the things I want to tell you is Zig Ziglar. You know him. He's a sales guy. Big sales trainer. Yeah. The, the right. probably consummate sales trainer. Everybody who sells anything in life has read a book or taken some training from Zig Ziglar. Well, Zig Ziglar said very effectively that people will talk to people they like. You know, so if somebody yeah. likes you, you got a customer or a potential customer, they like you. Yeah, they'll talk to you when you walk in the store. They'll talk to you when you walk into their office. They'll let you sit down, maybe even let you take them to lunch. But they do business, Zig Ziglar says, with people they trust. Takes an awful lot of business lunches to, to yeah. build trust with somebody. An awful lot because conversations, at least for the first five or six lunches, are pretty superficial. When you spend four and a half, five and a half hours on a golf course with somebody, you're going to get to a much deeper level of conversation. You're going to start talking about personal stuff. You're going to start building trust, them beginning to trust you, you beginning to trust them. And when you walk off that course and you each trust each other, that's business waiting to happen. It is. There's the, the, there's no satisfaction greater than making new friends feeling like I really did something great and golf brought that to me. And then it turns into business when you do it that way, as opposed to I'm out to just do business, but there's no satisfaction in that because you didn't make any relationships. You don't know if it's ever going to go anywhere past that thought of a transaction. Mm -hmm. It's all short-term stuff. Yeah. I've got two very, very good friends that I would not have had at all had it not been for golf. I met them through golf, mm -hmm. created a relationship with them through golf, and they've gotten to be friends of mine because of golf. And again, I think every golfer, just sit back and think to yourself right now, how many of your friends are friends because of golf? Rhetorical question. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> Yeah. Just tell yourself. Uh, but again, that's that's something that we can talk about at greater length later. Right now, we're going to talk about something else, which is taking a break and then coming back and talking about some of the stupid things golfers do out there. And then, like I said in the beginning, usually the stupidest ones are in the group right in front of you. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us because we're coming right back. Okay, listen, it may be too late to pack up and go out to uh, Phoenix for the, for the Waste Management Open. But there's still plenty of time for you to get out to Phoenix. Why would you go if the Waste Management Open is over? Well, because baseball spring training 
10 stadiums, 15 major league teams, 75 degree temperatures on average. And all 10 of the stadiums are in the greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. You can meet the players and get autographs before the games because, you know, the atmosphere is much more laid back at spring training. And then in addition to baseball, they got restaurants and bars, including tons of craft breweries like Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet Ale House, and Goldwater Brewing Company. Live music, local and national artists. I mean, Phoenix is a happening place, man. Phoenix. Take yourself a spring trip for some spring training baseball and then take in all the other stuff that Phoenix has to offer. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. You know, I should be in Phoenix right now for the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open. Yeah, my favorite golf tournament of all time. But I am stuck, alas, here in the Midwest under the dome, the frozen dome of a uh, Arctic air blast. But I am going to go. I'm going to go soon. This is a great reason to get the trip together and get the family together and maybe take my grandson out for some spring training. You know, they do spring training in Phoenix. There are 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree temperatures during spring training in Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's about 15 below where I am right now. 75 feels absolutely wonderful. And all of those 10 stadiums are within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. And, you know, spring training is laid back. If you're a baseball fan, it's great because you can get up close and personal with the players. You can get autographs before the game. And there's so much else to do, too. Craft beer, if you're into that. Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet, Ale House, Goldwater Brewing Company are all in Phoenix. Lots of uh, good local and national uh, artists are performing. And, of course, there's the Grand Canyon. There's Monument Valley. There's Horseshoe Bend. There's Tucson. Uh, believe even the Painter Desert. Petrified Forest. All that kind of stuff is all around the state of Arizona. And it's going to be absolutely gorgeous in spring training. The Cactus League spring training, 10 stadiums, 15 major league baseball teams. But the probably the operative consideration for most of us right now, 75 degree temperatures. Let me tell you what you want to do. Find out the exact dates and plan your trip. You can go to visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. Visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. And we're back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. Uh, not according to me, not according to him, uh, not even according to his students, although I'm sure they will all agree, but according to Golf Digest Magazine, who are the f- folks that actually officially make those kind of pronouncements. And he teaches golf. He teaches golf very well. Do you counsel people when you notice them doing stupid things or do you just oh, yeah. chuckle and let them go? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> here's the thing that, you know, we know there are an awful lot of idiots on the golf course yeah. doing just idiotic things. Right. Yeah, exactly. So how I, I work this in with an awful lot of students is we're on the golf course and I, and I'll tell them a lot of the, the newer players, I'll say, now we're not going to talk about technique or stuff like that. Let's talk about things that cool golfers do and things that idiot golf course golfers do so that people won't hate you. Right. And they're like, Okay, yeah. now all of a sudden they're tuned in because they don't want it to be being hated on the golf course. Right. Here's one of them that stupid things that golfers do that make no sense whatsoever. All right, John, you and I are playing in the golf cart and you're driving the golf cart. I'm the passenger. Okay. I drive up to my ball. I get myself ready to go. I get my club and you just sit there. Mm hmm. You do nothing. Quietly and politely watching. Where you could get out of the cart, walk over to your golf ball. Yeah. And we're going to assume that, that 
you know, you hit your driver off the tee and I hit my five wood off the tee and we're, <laughs> we're pretty close together pretty close. and I get to my ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I get to my ball and, you know, as I'm, as I'm in the fairway hitting my, getting ready to hit my shot, you could get out of the golf cart and head over to the trees and start looking for your golf ball. I could, I didn't have to wait for you to you come could. help me. Yeah, I could. But see, that's yeah. the thing. You don't have to wait for me to hit the shot onto the green and, and uh, then put my club back in my bag in order for me to drive over there and then start to hunt for your golf ball. Right. You, you can take that time. Right. And start to do it. I could have done that. Because there's a whole golf course full of people behind you with their hands on the hips going, really? Yeah. You're not waiting for that? You know? That's it. That's something that bends people sideways. It does. Is the, 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 the poor golf cart etiquette. Yeah. Even even worse, though, when it's like cart path only and you see somebody uh -huh. will park the car in kind of like on the cart path close to where their ball is laterally, walk to their ball, check and see their yardage, walk back to the cart. Get a club, walk back to the ball, shoot, walk back to the cart, and then the cart moves fifty yards up the cart path to the next guy's ball, and he does the same thing. Hate that. Yeah, that's that's a hard one. Yeah. How about this? Here's the other one that, that gets people just irate. Guy leaves his cart on the cart path, walks over to his ball with nothing in his hand yeah. except possibly his rangefinder. Yeah. Exactly. Looks down at his ball. Shoots the yardage, walks back to his cart, pulls the one club, walks back to his ball, hits it, comes up short, and has to repeat the process. Oh. He didn't bother to take, say, three or four clubs with him because they're just way too heavy, right? Right. We all know these right. things are entirely too heavy to walk with two or three of them in your hand. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have shot the distance from the golf cart to get a thereabouts and take a, took a handful of clubs and his rangefinder with him to kind of nail it down right there. Right. Nope. They had to trek treks back and forth. And that happens. It doesn't happen. Here's the thing. Y'all know this. That doesn't happen once during the round. That happens every single time yep. during the round. Can yep. you imagine how slow this guy is to play behind? Yes, I can because I've been behind berserk. that guy on yeah, multiple. That occasions. makes everybody berserk. It does. So, that's something that I try to help my students with to say, look, let's learn better here. Let's learn much better things. Yeah. Let's make sure that what's happening here is important for everybody on the golf course. They got to understand people are going to hate you if you do these ridiculous things and, and, and more golf cart, poor etiquette. The I'm going to park wherever I want to park it. I have people that will go up to the green and they will park, but they will not keep all four wheels on the cart path. Uh. They'll instantly pull off, creating a rut near the green, near the cart path yep. at the at the at the place where the golf course wants to keep it as good as we can. You know, the surroundings of the greens yep. and they'll go, Oh, I'm going to pull off. And in case someone wants to pass mm -hmm. now, They'll do this, not just on that hole, but they'll do it on every hole and they'll do it every round of golf. So that clown is basically just tearing up the golf course with the thought in his head that he thinks that someone might pass him. How many times do people pass on the golf course? Uh, you know, not, you're on the golf course and who drives by you? Not unless you're very, very slow and somebody is, is, leapfrogging you to the next hole right you got you got the rangers driving around yeah you got the 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 whoever's driving the beverage cart they're driving around yeah you got um some golfers who lost their wedge two holes back <laughs> driving around right yeah i know um, that guy you've got to, you've got the the golf professional who's up who's got to, to give a note to a guy driving around yeah you don't have very many people driving around so the odds of this uh, I'm, I'm going to get past at exactly that point on the golf course is very slim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these people who do this, they have friends that are driving in the same group with it and then they do it. And then this becomes an epidemic and they wonder why the golf courses are beat up around the green. It's because everybody's parking their parts off the path. Yeah. Makes me crazy. 
Yeah, those, those guys, those guys are um, the only time I ever park close to the green off the path is, uh, and I usually make it a point to go uh, the away from the green side of the cart path and in shade when it's hot. That's the only time I ever get off the path when I get close to a green. And then again, it's 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 not on the grass between the cart path and the green. It's on the grass the other side, hopefully where there's a tree or two or twelve and some shade because the uh, after you know. Everybody in my group, four putts, that's a lot of time for the sun to beat on the vinyl seat, and it gets hot if the sun's beating down on it. <laughs> you got that You got that right. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you indeed. You got that right. Yeah. Do, okay, so here's, okay. here's my pet peeve about th- things that make me crazy about what golfers do is you got, you got sand on the carts. Nobody uses it. No. They make their divot. And in, and in the Midwest, a lot of times they'll make a divot and the, the whole goal is there is to replace it if it could still grow back. Meaning, is there enough actual dirt right. uh, there uh, on that divot? Could it grow back? Is it possible or is it just going to die and then the mowers are going to roll over it, right? Yep. But there's, there's sand and or dirt right there on the, on the, the carts and people don't fill their divots. And then they wonder at some point, they they want to they want to play for as little money as possible. They want to have the golf course in as pristine shape as possible, and they don't take care of it themselves. And they wonder why a there's a bunch of divots in the fairway that people haven't filled in. They complain about that, and you go, this place is terrible. They, you know they haven't filled in all their divots. Like there's some guy that's job is to run around behind everybody and fill those divots. Mm-hmm. It's the golfer's responsibility. Yeah, that's why they put those bottles of sand on the carts. That it is. Yeah. And why every scorecard says, please replace divots. Yeah. It also says, yeah. please repair ball marks on the green. That's the thing that, that yeah. rankles me the most is you get on a green and yeah. you see all these little bare, bare spots because somebody was either too lazy. Well, uh, not either. That's the only choice I have is you're too lazy to do it. You know, I know if your ball hit in the front of the green and rolled to the back of the green, it's a long walk from the front to the back and therefore, but at least try to, try to follow the flight of the ball and go to where you think your, your ball mark should be and fix it. Yeah. And then fix two or three others on your way back to your ball. Please. It's not that hard. No. No. And it's, you know, when you have to change your, your, angle of attack on the hole because you got four bear spots to run over and bear spots are contagious on greens aren't they they can be um you know they they can be i i think that there's an awful lot of high spots that get dried out uh Mm -hmm. there's certainly there's some disease that happens um but the bear spots aren't aren't really a cause from from humans traffic okay from from the golfers traffic the 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 bare spots have more to do with the the ground condition and or any sort of disease that may be going on there. I got you. One thing I think that um, most golf instructors should add to their first or second lesson with a a new student, no matter what mm-hmm. level that student is at, is how to fix a ball mark on a green. Yeah, because please, so, please, please do yeah. not pry up the center. All you're doing is tearing the roots of the grass out. Yeah. It would be like someone sticking a fork into the back of your head to try to pry up the skin and try to cover up your bald spot. And you're just trying to dig into the turf and pry mm. up the center. That's mm. not helping anything. You got to wiggle it back in from the sides. Yeah. yeah. That ball just came crashing down and dented the soil. And it dented the soil and dented the grass and pushed the grass back and down. So what you do is you take your, your pitch repair tool and you put it in behind there and you wiggle it and you don't pry up the center. You wiggle it down so that way the roots don't break and get torn out. It, you're just kind of standing the turf and the grass back up and then you just step on it. And you know what? It's smooth, and it's going to live. Yeah, it'll grow back. But that prying up the center, yeah, you can make it smooth, but it's dead now. Yeah. What about those uh, those spider uh, 
Walmart repair things where you you don't pry anything up. They've got uh, like four prongs and you just stick them in the ground and, and then pull up and it kind of supposedly lifts everything back up to surface. That sounds like it would be against what you just said. lifting it more from the sides. Well, that's true. Yeah, it is lifting from the sides. Yeah. Because there is nothing to go through the middle. The yeah, you're right. Yes. Okay. All right. So those work too. Those are cool. I got a bunch yeah. of those um, with the ball mark, the magnetic ball mark in them and everything. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. All yep. right. So listen, didn't mean to hurt your feelings if you are one of those guys that we just talked about, but. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Because you got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. The, and the one thing, when you're in a cart, this is the biggest thing. When you're in a cart, whether you're driving or a passenger, when you get out to let the first person, the farthest away, get out, take his club, at that point, move to your ball. Be ready to hit your ball after your cartmate hits their ball. Be ready. You don't know how much time that'll save you and how much aggravation that'll sh- that'll save the people behind you. I rest my case. Every day. <laughs> every day. Golf gets slower yeah. because people don't know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, we're just trying to help people. We're just trying to help. Hang out. We got more. We'll be right back. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5 golf club. I want to talk to you about my wife. She is a critical care nurse, works four 12-hour shifts a week at the hospital. Her niece hurt. And she's tried the Icy Hots and the Bengays of the world only to say, yeah, I got 20 minutes of relief. That pain is right back again. So I got this bottle of stuff in the mail. This is Omax Health. It's called CryoFreeze CBD. They developed it at Omax Health. It's a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. All right, so she rolled it on and went to work. Came back in the morning, and you know what she said to me? It works! Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryptoFreeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. Now, the discount also applies to anything, any product, site-wide on their website. Just go to omaxhealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND and take advantage of this incredible savings. That is omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. You'll get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. omaxhealth.com. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golfguys. We are those weekend golf guys, and we are here every Sunday. You can catch us uh, after the show is over here. Just go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com. 9 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time, it's available. The show that you're listening to right now will be available online at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com. Got some uh, some Twitter folk going on at Twitter. It's at WKND Golf Guys. And then uh, what did I miss? I think we got it all. I don't think you missed anything. No, we got it all. We got it all. All right. The good news is that this is the final day of football season. It's over after today, after San Francisco walks off with the uh, Lombardi Trophy. And then, no argument. That's cool. Um, You sound very (laughs) confident in that. (laughs) Well, you know, I was surprised. Once the Patriots lost, I thought they were just going to cancel the Super Bowl. I I didn't know they had one if the Patriots weren't playing. But I was wondering about why you even <laughs> talked about this game. <laughs> yeah, I just well, thought you were in remission or something. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm in- I tried to ignore it, but try as I might, it still went on, and you know, I, I can't ignore it totally. So there you go. It's still winter, though, for most of us, or for many of us. Uh, very soon, it's going to become spring, and you're going to want to get back out, and you're going to uh, need to probably – Get a little brush up on a few techniques, and we'll be able to do that with Facebook Lives. Jeff will be doing some of those uh, once the season gets more underway. But we got to get through February first because, man, it's cold. I'm sorry, it's just cold. When you get old, too, your blood starts to thin. Man, I used to as long as there wasn't ice on the fairway, I used to be able to play, you know, comfortably. Now I'm uncomfortable if it's under fifty, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I'll still do it. But I won't like it. 
<laughs> so, yep. uh, okay, so that's what you need to do. Just just check us out and um, you know follow along. We've got the drinking and driving newsletter, which has nothing to do with either drinking or driving. It's golf related, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's created by artificial intelligence, which is good because that means it's smarter than if Jeff or I created it. So there you go. Subscribe to that. It's pretty cool and nifty. What it does is it sends you things it thinks you want to read based on what you read last week. So you'll only get good stuff, nothing extraneous, no waste, no muss, no fuss. You can just sign up anywhere at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Until next week, hopefully it's warm enough where you are or you're good enough to play in a cold, grab some golf clubs, get out there and play some golf. Hey, don't go anywhere. We have a bonus segment from golf comedian T.P. Mulrooney. Here it is right now. It is the best that we could find of those weekend golf guys. John and Jeff both being on vacation. This is uh, from 2016, a program we did back in uh, the winter of that year with a golf comedian. His name is T.P. Mulrooney. And on the phone, live and direct from Chicago, Illinois, we have T.P. Mulrooney, golf comedian. Or or are you just a comedian who talks about golf? How do, how do you want to pigeonhole yourself, uh, T.P.? Oh, well, uh, I, I sort of fell into this golf comedy thing. I never expected to do that, but I'm glad I did because it's something I, something I really like. And I remember I was playing a club in Cleveland, a big club there called Hilarities, and uh, the guy came up to me afterwards and an audience member said, hey, man, what do you like, the golf comic? So what are you talking about? He said, he talked a lot about golf. And the club owner happened to be standing there at the time, and he said, I said, did I really talk that much about golf? And the club owner gave me one of those glares and said, yes. <laughs> he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. And, and I said, well, really? How much did I do? And he played back my tape, and I did, out of a 50-minute set, I did 12 minutes of golf. He said, that's too much. He says, you're only like one out of 10 people as a golfer, so you either have to just knock out that golf stuff or go find golf audiences. Well, I didn't like his tone, so I. <laughs> so just to spite him, I went out and found golf audiences. Of course, I starved for about two and a half years, uh, but then I started finding golf audiences. So that's what I do now. You do special uh, charitable things. You're at golf tournaments. You perform for PGA audiences. I mean, you're like all over the place, man. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of country clubs too, just because that's where the golfers are, and you know they can they can assemble and they've got a room and a microphone, so <laughs> it's really easy. It's really easy. Isn't it great to be in this business, man? That's all I require. That's all you need: a room and a microphone and a couple warm bodies, maybe to sit out front and pretend to listen in. That's, your, that's optional, though. <laughs> you know, it, it, the great thing about me doing golf is that when I was uh, just doing regular comedy in comedy clubs, which I you know I did for like twenty years, it was the, the thing that all comics struggle for is to find some sort of connection to your audience. You know, if you're in Cleveland, you want to talk about something Cleveland. If you're in Atlanta, you want to talk about something Atlanta or just something that everybody can attach themselves to. Well, see, that's a great thing about what I know it. I know there's a lot of golfers out there, and the reason they come, because I'm billed as the golf comic. Mm-hmm. So they know what they're getting into when they get there. So I have something in common with the crowd as soon as, I, as, soon as they get there. So it makes my job a lot easier. It's yeah. a lot more fun. One of, one of our uh, main pet peeves, also, is one of your best bits that that they sent is the the articles in the golf magazines not being written for us, but for really good golfers. <laughs> That's just it. I was so happy to see that you guys are are the, uh, the 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 radio voice for the average guy. Yeah, because all the stuff for the pro golfers they don't they don't apply to us. No, you know I hear them talking about. You know, they say, well, you know, this game is all, it's a 99% mental. No, no, no. It, it is after you've got the superior talent like those guys. Yeah. Then it becomes 99% mental. But for us, it's just trying to hit the ball. <laughs> just, trying to, try, just trying to stay in front of that ball. That's hard enough for me. I always say, people say, oh, you, you want to go play Pebble Beach? No, I don't need to go play Pebble Beach. <laughs> you know, any, the, the, the local golf course is plenty challenging for me. A ball that's sitting there on the ground, perfect, yeah, perfectly level, it's still hard enough for me. Yeah. I'm a 29 handicap. I don't, I don't need to challenge a Pebble Beach with all their swirling winds and their difficult, <laughs> uh, difficult lives. So. <laughs> well, the one, you, here's one you see all the time. You see how to increase your drive by 10 yards. They, they have to do that at least one every other month. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I've been getting those magazines for 20 years now. And if yeah. those articles worked, I'd have a drive of just under 2,700 yards. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. 
exactly. I'm still circling somewhere around 185, 190. <laughs> Maybe you're just not reading them carefully enough, TP. I don't understand that. It, it, it could be. I just... Maybe I just need to back up a little. Yeah, it's the same thing with insurance. If I just change my insurance every month, I'd get it for nothing. Because every insurance auto insurance company is going to save me twenty bucks. You know, just keep changing, and you'll get it down to absolutely where they start paying you. Man, it's great. Right, that's to be an infinite point, right? Yeah, you keep exactly. saving fifty percent every time you get it. You after a while, you have to be paying just about next to nothing. You're right. That's right. Yeah, what a great idea that is. Get paid to have that. Uh, I like your math, John. That's good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Now, now, TP, do do you play often? Or or do you talk about it more than you play? Well, you know, unfortunately, guys, I, 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 these days I, I talk about it more than I play. When I was really struggling and I had all the time in the world, I got to play a lot. Yeah. But now, you know, I go play great courses. I go to Pinehurst and I get to look at the course on the way in. I don't go do my show. And because I got another show the next night, I get to say goodbye to Pinehurst on the way out. Yeah. So I get tantalized yeah. by some of the greatest courses in the world, but I rarely get to play them. Two-night gig. So that way you get to hang out and play during the day and do a show the night before, play during the day, do another show, and then get out of town. And make play in that course. I want you to be my agent. My I buddy. want you as my agent. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, TP, it does make my, sense. My agent seems to be getting me in Florida one night and in California another night. I want to get him a mat. That's the most important thing for me. <laughs> That is the yeah, most important thing for my agent. I don't think he quite understands. However, yeah, improving your game substantially, I would think, would be detrimental to your act, man. There's nothing funny about a six handicap. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, a lot of people can't believe it that when I tell them I'm a 29 handicap, but I really, I really am. The thing about it too, like with golf pros, I love golf pros too. I love golf pros because they're much better than the magazines because they actually try to help you right. and your individual game. But all golf pros all look at the same thing and they say. You know, geez, you, you got a nice swing. There's, I think there's a lot of guys like me. I do have a nice swing. Mm -hmm. But just put that ball in front of it and something goes awry. <laughs> that is the hardest part about golf is that there's, white ball. As you guys know, there's a lot more to it than just having a nice swing. Like, I, I, you're going to have a golf psychologist on, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. we do. Gary Sales. Right yeah, you know, I can help you, bro. Let me ask you this. Does, does, this, ever, does this happen to you? Now, this, this is the honest kind of truth. I'm not trying to be funny here. What the first my first golf experience was when I was a kid. I saw Jack Nicholas play, and I I went into my father's bag and I stole his nine iron and I went in our backyard and I started just hitting these plastic wiffle balls. Well, I hit the ground just like Jack Nicholas did, and I took a divot. Well, my father came out, saw me doing this, and said, "What the hell are you doing to my yard?" And I was digging up the yard, and he just couldn't stand it. And to this day, I'm 57 years old. All I can think about is not being able to dig up that yard. So now <laughs> I cannot take a divot. I cannot get my club into the ground. <laughs> if you could tee the ball, if you could tee the ball up on on every shot, I do think I'd be about a 12 handicap. <laughs> but you can't do that. Childhood trauma rears its ugly head, man. I hate that. <laughs> it does. It does. You know how they all say it all goes back to your childhood. Well, it does, guys. I, I'm afraid it all goes back to your childhood. Okay, Gary, fix them, man. You know, another problem I had was I played football yeah. when I was in high school. You know, in football, they tell you, you know, try as hard as you can. Use all your muscles on every play. Yeah. Try, 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 try. Then you start playing golf. They say, TP, you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to relax. Especially when that ball is just looking at you. Oh, man. Re hey, reprogramming, man. That's, that's it. Reprogramming. Change your yeah, thinking, bro. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's why... You know, I, my game got a lot better when I started buying recycled balls. <laughs> you know, when, I, <laughs> when, when I was hitting those expensive balls that were $4 a piece out of bounds, that's when I, they got really pressured. When I started playing Dunlop, I got a lot better. <laughs> it is that severe. I, I, know, I think I would be the great voice for Dunlop balls. I, I don't think Dunlop has one, but I, I, I'd like to be the spokesman for Dunlop balls. Maybe the cheapest balls you have. Yeah. You know, try, let me let me try a couple of uh, slogans out on you guys. Dunlop balls for guys who just aren't good enough to play Titleist. <laughs> yeah, trade trade market quick. ITP <laughs> Mulrooney, and, and man, we're we're running out of time here. But before we leave, um, as you mentioned, you're a 29 handicapper and. And you've got a great bit on equating the handicap system in golf. We're going to play that bit before uh, we get right. out of here for today. But we appreciate you being with us, and uh, good luck. And hopefully you'll show up someplace uh, close in the Midwest here. We can uh, we can all go out and, and catch your act live and in person. T.P. Mulrooney, appreciate it. Any Anytime. John, J.R., Jeff, it was a pleasure, guys. Thank you. You're quite welcome, right. man. Take it easy. We'll Take talk care. to you again.
J.P. Mulrooney, golf comedian, and here is his bit on golf handicap system. Here's all it is. A, a golf handicap is nothing but an illusionary device designed to give even the worst golfer the feeling of competitiveness. <laughs> For instance, if hunting were a handicap sport, the 29 handicap would be the guy shooting at a deer that's tied to a tree. <laughs> More bored than scared. Jeez, I'll go deaf before he shoots me. When we come back with a lot more of the best we could find of those weekend golf guys, we've got an interview with a former radio guy who is now a singer-songwriter, which means we're going to have some great music and some very bad jokes. John Chafee, when we come right back. 